We're going to be learning in Chidusha Abinu Chaim Alevi, the second piece in Hilchus Chirus. This is Perak Gimel Halacha Beis, and this is a nice short piece from Rab Chaim, where he explores a debate between the Rambam and the Tour over the issue of someone who trips, whether they have some negligence for not being more careful and making sure to walk more carefully, or is tripping a valid mistake. So Rab Chaim is going to show how the Rambam and the Tour follow consistent approaches, and this piece is interesting because it's really the only piece in this sefer where he analyzes the view of the tour. The Rambam writes, If someone is moving a barrel from one place to the next and they're getting paid, and they break it, The halacha is that they do have to pay that because that's not considered an ones, an unavoidable accident. Breaking the barrel in that case is as if it was stolen or lost. So the person moving it or the the shomer, the person watching it, who's being paid to do so, would be obligated to compensate if it was stolen or lost. So likewise, where they're moving the barrel and they break it, they also have to pay the owners for the damages. Now, the tour in Simon Shin Dalid records the same halacha, but he adds in a detail. The tour writes, If someone is moving a barrel from one place to the next and they trip on a straight road. So there's a straight path. It's not a hard path to walk on. And they trip and they break the barrel. That's considered negligence. So the person who broke it is at fault. So even if he's doing it for free, even a shomer chinam who was not being paid, even so he would have to compensate for the damages on a straight, easy path because it's considered negligence that the barrel broke. As opposed to a more difficult path, if it was a sloping path, so it was more difficult to carry it, that is not negligence. It's like Gneva Vaveda, it's as if the object was stolen, so only a Shomer Sachar, a paid watchman, has to pay, whereas a Shomer Chinam is exempt. So the tour records the same basic rule, but he adds in this distinction between an easy path versus a sloping path that only the sloping difficult path is equivalent to Gneva Vaveda. But the easy path, even the Shomer Chinam has to pay because it's considered negligence. Now the Rambam omits this distinction between a Derech Yeshara versus a Madron, the easy versus the difficult path. So the Rambam seems to imply that even an easy path, if someone breaks the barrel, it's like stealing and losing it. So only a Shomer Sachar has to pay, not a Shomer Chinam. In other words, the Rambam holds even a broken barrel on an easy path is not Posheya, it's not negligence, and the Shomer Chinam is exempt, unlike the tour. Now, this debate is a debate in the Gemara about Metzia, Pebez, and Medbez between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yehuda holds that Niskal lav posheyahu. Tripping is not negligence. So a Shomer Chinam is exempt from paying the damages. And Rabbi Eliezer disagrees. He differentiates between an easy path versus a difficult path that on an easy path, tripping is negligence and a Shomer Chinam has to pay. So the Rambam who does not differentiate 
he holds in all cases the Shomer Chinam is exempt. That's the view of Rabbi Yehuda, whereas the tour follows the view of Rabbi Eliezer that there's a difference between an easy versus a difficult path. So the debate between the Rambam and the tour is based on who to follow in the Gemara. But says Rab Chaim, there's a contradiction in the tour because he himself in Simon Tafyud Bey's rules that niskal lav poshea, tripping is not negligence. And there's no distinction between whether it's a difficult or easy path. So in Simon Tafyud Bey's the tour rules, even on an easy path, tripping is not negligence. Whereas earlier in Simon Shin Dalid, he ruled that tripping on an easy path is negligence. So there seems to be a contradiction in the tour, and the Sma in his commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, Simon Tafyud Bey's, also raises this issue. So Rab Chaim says that there's a simple answer to this question, which is that the context of the two cases are different. In Simon Shin Dalid, the tour is discussing a person who is carrying a barrel and tripped and broke it, do they have to pay for the damages that they caused to the barrel? In Simon Tafyud Bey's, the tour is discussing the other direction. A person tripped and broke a barrel and then the broken barrel damaged someone else. So the person themselves did not damage someone through tripping. It was their own barrel that they damaged. But the barrel that they broke through tripping did damage someone else. So given that difference, Rab Chaim proposes a distinction between these two cases, which is when the tour says that tripping on a straight path is considered negligence, he doesn't mean that it's actual full negligence. Regular poshea means that someone intentionally damages someone else. Tripping is not a real poshea. It's like a partial. It's sort of like a poshea. So on some level, the person was negligent. They should have watched where they were walking, but it's not a full negligence. So when it comes to the person themselves damaging the barrel, whether they have to compensate the owners of the barrel, there we say that Adam muad la'olam. People are always prone to damages, so they always need to be careful to make sure that they're not damaging someone. And this guy was not careful enough. So if he was on a straight path and he tripped, he does have some responsibility. This is not considered an accident and he has to pay if he's a Shomer Chinam. But that's all limited when the person themselves damaged. When we're dealing with the barrel that got broken that damaged, so that's a case of a person creating property which damaged. So the owner does have responsibility for what happened. But the criteria for Poshea for one's properties damage is the regular level of poshea. So it has to be intentional. So if someone digs a pit and then it damages someone, it has to be that they dug that pit with intention to do damage or other property that they leave around and damages. It has to be with intention. It's not enough that it's sort of like a poshea. So that's why the tour rules in the case where someone trips and breaks a barrel and then that barrel damages that's their property damaging, not themselves. So there it's not a poshea, even on a simple, easy path, because even though the person could have been more careful about tripping, but still they did trip. It was not intentional. They were not negligent that they intended to cause damage. So they're not going to be responsible for their property's damages, even if the tripping was on a simple, straightforward path. Now, Rab Chaim raises the issue that even though the person's property damaged, 
damaged, but they obviously set it up to cause the damages. So why should there be a difference between when the person themselves damages versus when their property damages, when they're the one that got the property there and set it up to cause damage? So Rab Chaim says that's just the way it works, that there is a difference between a person damaging versus their property, even though they're the one that caused their property to damage. And the proof for this is that the Gemara in Babakama Samach says that if someone lights a fire and then the fire gets spread by an unusual wind. So this is not the normal wind that they were expecting. There's an extra strong gust of wind that spreads the fire. So the person is exempt. They do not have to pay the damages for that fire because they could not have predicted it. Now the Gemara in Babakama Chavzayin says that if the person themselves falls and damages in an unusual wind. So let's say someone's walking down the street and there's a hurricane and it knocks them over and they damage. So the person does have to pay for those damages. So we see that there is a difference between the person themselves damaging versus their property damaging, even though they're the one that lit the fire. But when it comes to themselves, they have to be extra cautious. So even if it's an unusually strong wind, if the person themselves damages, they're obligated to pay. But if the fire that they lit or their property damages, then they do not have to pay. So the same distinction is in this case, when they trip on an easy road, if they themselves damage, then they're obligated. But if that causes their property to do damage, then they would be exempt. So that explains the distinction between these two cases in the tour. But says Rab Chaim, there's still a problem because there is a third case. In the next simon, Tuf Yud Gimel, the tour says that if there's two potters that are walking down the street and the first one trips and falls, and then the second one falls over the first one and damages his pottery. So if the first potter did not have time to stand up, or to warn the second person, so this all happened right away, the first one was not able to prevent the second one's damages, so then he's exempt because niska lav posheya. He's not a real posheya because he tripped. Now this is a case where the person themselves did the damage because the second one was damaged by the first one, not his property. And still the tour applies niska lav posheya, that tripping is not negligence, and he doesn't limit it only to slope. So even if it's a straightforward, easy path, niskal lav posheya, the first one who tripped does not have to pay the second one for damages even though it was on an easy slope. So this is a contradiction now because here we're not talking about the person's property. We're talking about themselves damaging and the tour still does not differentiate between an easy versus a difficult path. So Rab Chaim explains that the tour continues there and he records a debate in the situation where the first person did have time to get up or to warn the second person and they did not do so. So now they are responsible. The only exemption was when it all happened very quickly. So the first person wasn't able to prevent the damages. But in the case where the first person could have gotten up or warned the second person and they did not do so. So now they're obligated to pay for damages. But there is a debate between the Rishonim why they're obligated. So the Rif and the Rambam hold that it's Adam Hamazik. The first person is obligated because it's like a person who damages. 
and they themselves, their body is causing the damage. The rush disagrees and he says it's like a bar. It's like a pit because since this person is lying in an area where people walk and someone got damaged, it's included in the category of bar. Now, the difference between these views is kalim, if vessels are broken. So if a bar damages vessels, it's exempt. That's one of the rules. So according to the riff and the Rambam that the first person is an Adam Hamazik, it's a person who damages, they're obligated whether they damage a person or whether they damage vessels. According to the Rush, they're only obligated for damage to the person, but not damage to the vessels. So now, according to the Rush's position, that even though the person's body is damaging, it's considered bore. So that again answers the question, because in this case, it's like the person's property is damaging, even though it happens to be the person's body, but it's not included in the category of an Adam Hamazik, a person who damages. It's not under the halacha of as if he himself damaged, but rather it's included in the halacha of his property damaging. It's like a bar, it's like a pit. So according to the rush, Rab Chaim's distinction again works. In cases where the person themselves damages, the tour says that if they're walking on an easy path and they trip, that is enough negligence that they're obligated to pay. Only on a difficult sloping path, they're exempt. But when it comes to the person's property, and that includes even if it's their body that damages, but as if it's a bore, so in those cases, there's no distinction, even on an easy, straightforward path, the person is exempt. But that only works according to the rush. According to the riff and the Rambam, that the person lying on the path is considered Adam Hamazik, so we still have the question that this person themselves damaged, and the tour implies that even if it's an easy, straightforward path, they're still exempt from having to pay. But why should that be? Why doesn't he make the same distinction that it's only when it was a slope, but on an easy path, it's niskal is a posheya, it is negligent, so the person should have to pay. And Rab Chaim adds that even according to the Rush's view, there is also still a question here. Because the whole basis of the idea of the Rush, that the person lying on the path is not an Adam Hamazik, they're only obligated like a bore. The whole reason for that is because since Niskal Lav Posheya, tripping is not negligence, so they're not responsible for the fact that they tripped. So therefore, they're not Adam Hamazik. They don't have to pay for the damages that they themselves caused because the tripping is not their fault. The only responsibility they have is that they didn't get up once they tripped. So that's considered bore because then they're already lying in the pathway and they didn't get out of the way. So that's like a pit that's in the pathway. So the whole basis for this whole view is that the person who tripped is not responsible for the tripping. They're only responsible for what happens after that. But according to the tour's view that a person is responsible for for the damages that they cause by tripping on an easy path. So even according to the Rush's view, the person who tripped on an easy path should have to pay for the tripping itself, not only as a bore, but even for the fact that they tripped and they were not more careful walking down this easy path. So the question is even according to the Rush, why does he say that there is no responsibility for tripping 
and there's no distinction between an easy or a difficult path when according to the Tours distinction earlier in Simon Shin Dalid, that whole halacha should be limited to a difficult path. But if he trips on an easy path, then he should be responsible not only for bore, but even for the very act of tripping itself as an Adam Hamazik. So according to everyone, we're back to the question. So Rab Chaim answers all this based on the Gemara in Babakamadaf Memches, which says that if there's two people who had permission to be doing what they were doing, and then they damaged each other. So each of them damaged themselves on the other person. So they're both exempt because they had a right to be doing what they were doing. But if they each damaged actively the other person, so they went ahead and damaged the person, even though they had a right to be where they were, they have to pay for the damages. The only time they have to pay if someone else damages themselves on them is if they had no right to be there to begin with. But if they had a right to be there and someone else damages themselves on them, then they're exempt from paying. Now, says Rab Chaim, in this concept of whether a person had a right to do what they were doing or not, so we don't apply that Adam Muad La'olam. People are prone to causing damage, so no matter what, if a person damages, it's as if they had no right to be there. We do not say such a thing. In other words, even though people are prone to damage and they always have to stop themselves from damaging and they're responsible for any damage they do. But when it comes to evaluating whether they had a right to do what they were doing, so we use the normal criteria. So if someone lights a fire and it would not have traveled with the normal wind, so that's something that they had a right to be doing. And we don't say, well, they should have been cautious because maybe there would have been an extra strong wind. That's not a person's responsibility. They need to make sure that this fire would not travel in a regular wind. Once they do so, that's considered that they have a right to do what they're doing. So now this is going to answer the case in Tafyud Gimel where a person trips and the second person trips on them. Because in that case, the second person is damaging themselves on the first person. It's not a case where the first person actively damages the second person. The first person is lying there and the second person damages themselves on the first person. So now that depends on the criteria of whether the first person had a right to be doing what they were doing. Now, the first person was walking down the street, so they certainly had a right to be doing that, even though they themselves caused the damage by tripping, so they could have been more careful. But as Rab Chaim just said, that's still considered within their right to be doing what they're doing. We don't evaluate whether someone has the right to do something with the most extreme forms of caution. It's just the regular amount of caution. So people are allowed to walk down the street, and if they fall, that's still considered that what they did was within their rights. And if someone gets damaged on them, so they're not obligated to pay for those damages. That's why it's different than the case where a person drops a barrel and breaks it and has to pay for the damages to the barrel because there they actively damaged. So even though they were walking down the street and they had a right to be doing what they were doing, there's no issue in terms of whether they had the right to do it. But even so, if they actively 
damage, then they have to pay for the damages. So by dropping that barrel, this person broke someone else's property. So now they have to pay. So that's why the tour says that in the case where they dropped the barrel, since they're going to have to pay for the damages, so if it was on a straight, easy path, they have to pay even a Shomer Chinam because there they damaged the other person and Niskal is somewhat of a Posheya. They could have been more careful. So they do have to pay for tripping because there was some negligence here. So that's why the tour differentiates between a straight path versus a hard path. As opposed to in Tuf Yud Gimel where the person fell. So again, there was some negligence, but now the second person damaged themselves on the first person, but the first person had the right to be there so they don't have to pay even if they tripped on an easy path. So it doesn't matter whether it was easy or difficult. Either way, they do not have to pay the second person because they had the right to be there and the second person damaged themselves on the first. So now, having explained the approach of the tour and how this answers the three different cases in the tour, now at the end, Rab Chaim comes back to the Rambam and he shows why he disagrees with the tour, Lishi Tasso. The Rambam in Hilch Schovel Umazik Vav Gimel rules that if two people had permission to be somewhere, even if they damage each other, they're still exempt. So not only if they got damaged one by the other, but even if they actively damaged each other, they're still exempt. So that explains why the Rambam rules that if someone is carrying a barrel on a straight, easy path and trips and breaks it, they're still exempt if they're a Shomer Chinam. Because according to the Rambam, there is no difference between whether someone damaged themselves on them versus if the person actively damaged. In all cases, the person is exempt because they had a right to be doing what they were doing. So even if the person carrying the barrel tripped and broke it, they're not obligated for the damages because since the owner asked them to carry the barrel and they were a Shomer Chinam, so even though it was an easy path, but since this is a case where they had permission, a right to be doing what they were doing and they damaged someone, according to the Rambam, in that case, they're exempt from paying damages unless they're a Shomer Sachar, in which case they would have to pay. So that's why the Rambam holds that the case of breaking the barrel and the case where the second person tripped over the first person are both equivalent, they're parallels, that in both cases the person is exempt even if it was on an easy path. Meaning even the tour in Simen Tafyud Gimel agrees that if someone tripped on the first person, the first person is exempt because since they had a right to be there and the other person damaged themselves on the first person, so the person does not have to pay for that. The tour just holds that if the person actively damaged by breaking the barrel, then that they do have to pay for even though they had permission to be there. But the Rambam who holds that there's no difference, so even if they actively damage, they do not have to pay if they did it with permission. So that's why he holds in all these cases, the person is exempt even if they were walking on an easy path, even though they tripped and they could have prevented it, but even so, they had a right to be doing what they were doing. So that's why the Rambam, consistent with his approach, rules that in the case where the person broke the barrel, even on an easy path, the person is exempt from paying. So this explains the rulings of the Rambam and the tour and how they're both consistent with their overall positions in terms of how they rule in this halacha of a Shomer Chinam who was carrying a barrel and tripped and broke it. Now, the Chazon Ish raises a very good question on this analysis of Rab Chaim because Rab Chaim's explanation is based on a comparison between the halacha of Shnei 
Shneihem Bershus, that they both have permission to do what they're doing. And he compares it to the cases where they're walking down the street and they trip. So since they both had permission to be walking on that street, according to Rab Chaim, that's a case where they're both doing it, Bershus, with permission. Now the Chazon Ish asks that that's not ordinarily what Shneihem Bershus means. Usually that concept means that two people are doing something, not only that they have a right to do, but they're doing a normal behavior. So they're both walking down the street and they damage each other. That's Bershus. The way the Chazon Ish describes it, it's Minhago Shel Olam. It's the way of the world. People walk down the street. But when someone trips, even though they had a right to be there originally, but now they're lying on the street, that's an unusual behavior. So according to the Chazon Ish, that's no longer included in the category of Shnehem Bershus. Even though, as Rab Chaim said, they both had a right to be in that location, but lying on the street after tripping is not a normal behavior. So according to the Chazonish, that is not included in this leniency that if someone is doing something normal and someone else gets damaged by them, so they're exempt. And the Chazonish brings a proof to this because the Rambam who holds that if someone is doing something they're allowed to do, even if they damage someone else, they're still exempt. But he says that if someone is sleeping, even though they had permission to be in that area, if they damage someone, then they're obligated to pay. So why should they pay if they had permission to be there? Says the Chazonish, because sleeping is not a normal behavior. Someone has a right to be in a location doing normal things, but not sleeping. And likewise, the view of Rabbi Lezer in the Gemara, that if someone trips on a slope, so they have to pay. But again, they have permission to be there. So why are they obligated to pay for tripping? Says the Chazonish, again, since they did something unusual, they had permission to walk on that slope. But to trip is an unusual thing. So there they have to pay. So the Chazonish has a different criteria for what Birshus means. According to Rab Chaim, it seems to mean that a person has a right to be in that area. And the Chazonish asks that that does not seem to be the classic definition, which seems to be that a person is doing normal behavior, in which case it has nothing to do with this halacha where someone tripped, because that's unusual behavior, even if they're doing it in a place where they're allowed to be.